soccer that we're actually like in the same room. room. It's like, I don't know what to do. I can't look away. You're right here. I'm like a teenage boy at prom. (laughs) Welcome to Star Wars Podcast. This is episode number 44. And for the first time in Star Wars Rant podcast history, uh, myself, Brian Seddon, and my co-hosts, Chad Viss and Brian North, are all in the same room. So what's up, fellas? Greetings. Greetings. We're here. I don't know. It just seemed appropriate. I don't know why. Yeah, so um, so this is actually kind of weird for us not to uh, be separated by millions of miles. I don't think that's <laughs> true. By miles, and uh, you're literally screen. like ten minutes away from Bina's house. <laughs> like we drove yeah. here. It didn't take millions of miles time. Well, I was talking of you though. Yeah, you're in South Dakota, and, and I literally drove here today just for the podcast. Yeah, I'm going home that. after this. <laughs> Straight away, <laughs> eleven hours back, seven hundred miles. Yeah, so um, so it definitely changes the dynamic of the podcast. So it's a little in it's a, a good little, way, uh, in a good in way. a good way. Yeah. Um, so so that's great. So Chad's on his way down to where are you going to, Chad? Uh, Knoxville, Tennessee area. My wife's family lives down there. Right. So, so um, if I get this posted soon enough, everybody uh-huh. will know that you're not at home. Yeah, and, and they'll just go rob me. Yes. Yeah. So you're welcome. Yeah, sure. For that. Thanks. Yeah. And uh Beanob, you know, we're we're here in northwest Indiana just doing our thing. So Yeah, I'm not going anywhere after this. Yeah. <laughs> Be- Beanob <laughs> is bet. home. So Yeah, he's got a nice house. This is this is a nice place. Yeah. The carpet's so real appreci- clean. Appreciate it. I mean it looks good. Looks good. Beanob has no kids and that's why we're the at the carpet his is house. clean. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Um anyway. And also, uh, Bean, I didn't even realize this, but Bean uh, reminded me that uh, more or less this is our one-year anniversary of the podcast. So, uh, happy anniversary to yeah, I us. Just got, I got real emotional uh, just thinking about the day Brian pulled me into his office and tell, said, hey. Please, yes, tell us the story. Shut the door. <laughs> 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 and he got real quiet and he says, I have the greatest idea and it's going to cause us to quit our day jobs, and we're going to be famous. And I was wondering what it was, and he said... I feel said, like this is embellished. I, yeah, I, I want to do... No, this is not embellished at the all. I'm under-embellishing it. I don't it. know about that. <laughs> and he said, I want to start a Star Wars rant. And soon we'll have enough listeners that we'll support ourselves, and I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> so this is the way out. And support my family. Um, I don't think it went down like that. I said, look, we may not ever be famous i said but maybe we could get some <laughs> oh tickets. now you're now you're remembering no, I was, maybe we get some tickets <laughs> to like celebration or something or go to a yeah. star wars premiere. we've that, done it we've done uh, we've well. done a podcast for a year for some free tickets and we have no tickets and yeah. we have no tickets we have nothing to show for it other than a facebook page and uh, <laughs> a website that may or may not get off the we have a twitter account we do have a twitter which we've stopped posting to. <laughs> so how, how many episodes did you guys do before I came? Was well, it two? Well, so we did the first one two or three times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Before we were happy with it. And then uh, you were on the the official second. Second one. Yeah. After okay, the first I would one, say this, that this is the first time we've done a podcast in the same room. Because back in the original days, me and Brian tried to do the podcast in the same room. 
but it was so awkward for us because we've never podcasted before that Brian made me Skype him from the room next door. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, and then we're like, wow, the Skype thing has worked. We should get people out of state. And then that's when Chad came along. So we well, started the podcast. Yeah. Then I got married. I was away for a couple weeks. Well, Chad had already been doing a uh, the Gamer podcast, right. South Dakota Gamer. So and Chad... Commercial break here for South Dakota Gamer podcast. Yeah. Great podcast. Records every Monday night. They actually post the day after, not two weeks after. Thank you, Brian. Uh, see what you get. Throwing us under the bus. Right Chad, uh, Chad and I went to college together, and he was actually the best man at my wedding. I actually was supposed to be in his wedding and screwed yeah. him over. Yeah, he backed out. And was not able to make it. But um, So Chad and I have been friends for a long time, and I knew he was a big Star Wars fan as well. And I felt like you know, we needed a third person uh, to kind of just help the dynamic, and Chad was a, has been a great addition um to the team so all right brian you want this issue now for this team <laughs> no just, you know you wanted to reminisce um, three seems to be the right number i mean a lot of podcasts do three so yeah. some of them do four you hear that dave man three <laughs> no i just kidding wow. no we and dave man comes on occasionally he's our our favorite guest uh our only guest <laughs> <laughs> our favorite only guest we've ever so, had uh we appreciate those times that he's on as he's uh traveling a lot as well uh, a year flies by. I'll tell you what, lots happened in Star Wars in the last year. Yeah, a lot going on. So, um, so the biggest news we can just go ahead and jump right into it is all the Han Solo hubbub. Who would have thought that uh, everybody would be talking about Han Solo right now and the Last Jedi's, you know, yeah, six been, months away. Yeah, coming up and in post production or about to wrap officially, and at least as far as the uh, the editing of it and everything. So. Um, so why don't you, one of you guys, why don't you just break the big news, which everybody, if you know Star Wars, I'm sure you've heard some of it. Well, we have a big dynamic change in who's directing the movie. We started with two directors, then we we're down to zero. <laughs> now we're back up to one. Um, but Chris Lord. Phil Lord. Phil Lord. I always get them confused. Phil Lord and Christopher Miller yes. were the two directors of the Han Solo movie. And four weeks before shooting officially ended, they backed out for creative differences, leaving Lucasfilm with zero directors in that spot to finish out the movie. So, apologize. <laughs> that's, I mean... That's crazy, right? Like, I mean, growing up, I never really... I, I've always heard of directors backing out earlier in the game right. for creative differences and kind of the pre-production. Yeah. So, I mean, were they I don't know that they were necessarily they backed out. I mean, to me it conflicting stories on how it all happened. And fired. probably yeah. Yeah. Either they were let go or they 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 walked they parted ways. That's what Kathleen Kennedy's like that's part of her thing is they decided to part ways, which when I wasn't had a job where I wasn't the boss Anytime the boss said someone and them parted ways, it usually was because they were fired. Right. Sure. That's usually what that means. When some when they say something's mutual, it never is. Yeah. yeah. So so the rumor mill, and I got this off of EW.com. Um, so they say several sources close to the movie and others close to the directors tell EW that ever since filming began back in February, Lord and Miller, who are known primarily for Rye, self-referential comedies like 21 Jump Street 
and pilot episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and The Last Man on Earth, began steering the Han Solo movie more into the genre of laughs than mm. space fantasy. Um, so that would you know seem to be the reason why then uh, they they cut him. Um, if that if that's accurate, right? Um, I thought it was because, which I've said in one of our podcasts, that uh, you know <clears throat> there's too much of this Han Solo racer, not enough of the smuggling. I was sure. I thought maybe I was vindicated. That might be part of it. But I must. I think I'm wrong because now the new director is Ron Howard, who you know we know as Opie and Richie Cunningham, but also was in George Lucas's American Graffiti, which Drag racing. Drag racing. So, mm. um, but anyway, so what do you guys think about Ron Howard being the uh, director? Um, there's obvious reasons why Ron Howard was chose as a director. I feel like he is a director with a lot of history and a lot of experience to be able to pick up a big budgeted tentpole movie by a big movie company, a big franchise, and a big production company like Walt Disney and Lucasfilm and pick up those pieces and be able to deliver something that they want. Um, I mean, he's done two over, you know, two dozen, you know, directed 200 movies. He's acted, you know, he's he's probably close with George Lucas since a very young age. Obviously, he's, you know, been close, you know, they've been close friends their whole life. Um, so he definitely has some ties with the franchise. Um, a lot of the movies that he's done in recent days, you know, you think of a lot of, um, he did The Da Vinci Code, uh, I know he did movies earlier on like The How the Grinch Stole Christmas, but uh, a lot of his movies nowadays are, you know, every time I feel like I'm turning around, it's like some sort of Cold War spy espionage movie with him and Tom Hanks <laughs> that's coming out, you know, Bridge of Spies, Road of Spies. Well, he did do a space movie. Apollo 13. Right, he did yeah. Apollo 13. So, got that. The recent one, he did that in the heart of the sea. The ship one. Um, so here's another thing is that um, as I was you know, looking more at some of the reasons Lord and Miller are gone, they also said that they, they began straying from the script. Um, and that uh, they say that um, they thought they were brought on to make a Phil and Chris movie. Sometimes they just thought the actors could do it differently. Um, but others on the project say they pushed too far. It wasn't just a question of tone. The variations added up to significantly change the story. They may have been brought aboard to give young Han Solo a wise, uh, wise acre vibe and irreverent style, but Lucasfilm felt the directors had a responsibility to tell the story as written. So it would seem by that report then that Ron Howard's here to come in and, and bring it back it to the script. The ship, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> Which I'm fine with that. I mean, I, I think the most similar case, obviously, the recent news of, um, of the director switch from Zack Snyder to Josh Whedon in, in, in Justice League, I know that's a similar situation where they're midway through filming mm -hmm. and there's a switch. Obviously, that's a totally different situation right. with Zack Snyder's family situation, but... Um, but I think the most similar case in recent history that I can think about them doing this with a Temple movie is Edgar Wright, who mm -hmm. pretty much wrote and came up with the whole storyline for the Ant-Man movie for the MCU. 
And then right before filming was supposed to begin, he backed off and they brought in a new director and, you know, Marvel pulled out, you know, what I thought was a great MCU movie. It was, it was funny. It was, it was very surprising. It was a hit and, you know, but a lot of that came from Edgar Wright, but he had a different direction of where he wanted to take the movie. He's very unique. I mean, that's Disney too though, right? Like it's the same company. Right. It's the same company. But when you're dealing now with these multi-universes, these franchises that have spin-offs and main storylines, and you're building a, a practical, no pun intended, a universe around these characters, yes, you have creative ability to come up with what you want to do with the franchise, but they have their big picture. Kind of stay true you know, to that. Yeah. To their big picture and where, what direction they want to take it in. You know, with what Walt Disney has done with the MCU and what they've done so far in expanding the Star Wars universe, you know, I trust I trust the company's direction and where they want to take it over to directors that just want to get a funny little flick out there. Do you think this will <clears throat> delay it? I mean, it's due out May 25th yeah. well, next so year. This says uh, Ron Howard has two weeks to get to England, get up to speed on where things are where they want to arrive from the studio's point of view and come up with a plan to complete it, if not on time, yeah. then with minimal extension to the schedule. Because you so. assume they're going to have to do some reshooting. Because if, if yeah. they're <clears throat> being all slapstick funny and jump 20, 21 Jump Street type humor and that's not where they wanted to go, there could be a lot of redoing that they have to go through. And that could take time. I mean, you don't want them to rush it to hit that May 25th date and it to be not perfect or not right. what you want well and you don't want to see you know two two different movies in one movie you know right I mean? yeah to so see the tone difference yeah it needs to be it needs to be complete right um, but i you know i trust you know and that's why i'm glad you know if, if anything about ron howard is you you bring in a director that's proven right somebody that knows what he's doing mm-hmm. it's not bringing you know it's not bringing a gareth edwards in it's not bringing you know one of these younger guys in yeah. So now, were you guys? Because we talked about so before, before Ron Howard was announced, we had talked about having a podcast where we named who we had hoped would be the director. So <laughs> and I, my, one of my first ones was like, oh, how about Gareth Edwards? <laughs> you know, I was just like, yeah, bringing this down. young guy, Gareth Edwards. So if I had my choice, I would have said James Gunn, who uh, who did Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. Um, I thought that would have been a good a good pick. So just make Han Solo into Star Lord. Star Lord. <laughs> I mean, because Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. had a Star Wars feel. Star Lord has a Han Solo <clears throat> feel to me. Maybe it's the leather jacket. I don't know. Mm. But uh, I don't know. I that's who who I would have picked when when we set out. That's not a bad one. I would have said Gareth Edwards just because he just did a Star Wars movie and he's still yeah. got to be in that mindset and it's in that time frame. You know, as far as the story goes, it's no, early yeah. to where that might fit well. That's the reason I thought that. Sure. Yeah, the only reason I wouldn't have picked Gareth Edwards is because they still had to do their own. You know, Rogue One wasn't perfect. I mean, sure. they had to go back and they had to rework things. Mm-hmm. They had its issues. And there, you know, they we, you know, I there was always rumors going around that maybe he would have been replaced at mm-hmm. one point while yeah. shooting for Rogue One rolled around. Um, you know, I see. You know, I see your side of it with Gareth Edwards, just because he's involved in the universe. He's worked with the company before. I probably lean more towards Brian with James Gunn, just because Guardian One and Two is you know such a great hit. It's in his universe. <clears throat> you know, there is many similarities between Peter Quill and Han Solo, mm-hmm. but um, 
I don't know. I, I felt like they made a great choice pulling yeah. out Ron Howard for a Star yeah. Wars movie. I yeah, can't beat that. <laughs> I'm surprised. I mean, so he's somebody that you could trust. You know yeah. what I mean? He's, you know he's, he's going to do a, a good he's job. He's a good director. So, um, all right. Well, I mean, I'm sure we'll hear more news about about the Han Solo film. But uh, you know, in the meantime, some uh, Last Jedi news. We had talked about Mark Hamill's comments. Um, a couple podcasts ago where he went to Ryan Johnson and the director for uh, the last Jedi and said that he fundamentally disagrees with everything, uh, that Ryan Johnson is doing in regards to where he's taking Luke Skywalker's character. Since then though, Mark Hamill has, uh, clarified his statement and he says, um, I got into trouble because I was quoted as saying to Ryan that I fundamentally disagree with everything you decided <laughs> about Luke. And it was artfully phrased. What I was, he says, what I was, was surprised at how he saw Luke. And it took me a while to get around to his way of thinking. But once I was there, it was a thrilling experience. I hope it will be for the audience too. Ryan Johnson is an amazing filmmaker. And if you look at Brick or Brothers Bloom... Or Looper, each film is different from the last one, and they're so inventive, and I think people will really be pleased and surprised. I know I was. End of uh, quote by Mr. Hamill. So, to me, I don't know about you guys, to me, that more sounds like we told the truth at the beginning. I got in trouble, and now here I am covering my butt. Yeah. So. <clears throat> um, uh, you know, I see it that way, but, you know, I think Mark... Hamill is like a celebrity that I like because he's just a fun. Deal. Any interviews that I what well, say it, Brian? I don't know that. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I'm, I'm a big Luke Skywalker fan. He's my favorite Star Wars character. I respect Mark Hamill and his acting, uh, but like as a person, man, he's just he's just been rubbing me the wrong way lately. He just don't like him because he doesn't like Trump. I don't necessarily know that I like Trump. <laughs> sure, but what I'm what I'm saying is he's, he's like he's I, I guess I don't. Yeah, I just people that are I'm very political, but I'm not you know Mark Hamill talking about it all the time, and it just seems like everything lately he's very from vocal. him is, he's is very political, vocal. and he has his right to do that, and I'm okay with it. But and it's it's difficult sometimes to separate that, uh -huh. you know. Well, I just like Mark Hamill because I like the way that he interacts with the fans. No, he I agree He does a lot that. of good yes. fan service. I agree with that 100%. He shows up to the conventions. You know, he'll do his Joker voice. He'll do, you know, he'll, he'll he eat up the... He'll take selfies with people. I, I just think yeah, that, no, you I know, agree with that. I get from the political side that he gets a little mouthy. Yeah. You know, he gets that way. He's got the attention. He's people got the want platform. Him to be, he's got the, yeah, he's got the platform. But, but you know, as a, as, a, as a person, I just feel like he... He owns up to the Luke Skywalker things, and he and he does the fans justice. I was, um, I was. We mentioned earlier that I been, we drove here today, and so I downloaded a bunch of podcasts. The, there's the Nerdist podcast, which is done by Chris Hardwick, um, of Walking Dead or the Talking Dead fame and stuff, and he had Mark Hamill on for an episode. They talked for like almost two hours, a little bit about Star Wars stuff, but Mark Hamill is just like like what your dad would be like he's telling dad jokes that aren't funny but they're funny because they're from him <laughs> yeah and he knows that though and he's just he seems like i get the political part he definitely has some opposing views that probably we would as people um and he uses that and he's very loud about it <clears throat> but 
he just seems like a regular dude that happened to not get lucky, but kind of get lucky and fall into this part, this amazing part, and it just oh yeah made I mean, him who he is. But he's you know, just yeah. a dude, and he's pretty normal for a dude that's, I mean, in one of the biggest Star Wars you know, no, movies I, ever. But. I agree, and he's great. Like I say, he's great with the fans, goes to the conventions, takes selfies, he, you know, mm-hmm. very approachable, right. I guess is the right yeah. word. He's not, you know... Yeah, high and mighty. Yeah, he's not stuck <clears throat> on himself or anything like that. But uh, it is good to know. I mean, you're probably partially right that he did not like it and was not what he expected. I mean, he's even said in episode seven he expected to come in. He didn't expect to not have any lines. I think they told him <clears throat> to make a statement. Otherwise, our, otherwise, everyone's going to be looking for the things in the next movie, right. and they're going to be like, "See, Mark was right. Yeah, this movie sucks." I think sucks. he was. I think they they strongly suggested that he make a statement. Uh-huh. So, and that's fine. You know, it is what it is. But, uh, but it's. Um, I'll be honest. It, it does make you curious, though, where where they are taking the character. You know. Well, I think that we know. You know, I think the trailer shows you where you're taking the character, and I think in, in Mark Hamill's mind, you know, he. He it's probably fantasized just like any other fan who wrote the expanded universe. And Luke Skywalker was supposed to be yeah. rise back up the Jedi and be on top and, of his yeah. game and be the, be, the, be the master Yoda of a new generation. And you know, and then they hand him the script. He's got zero lines. He's a hermit on Octu, and his and his Jedi Academy got burnt to a crisp. Yeah, and That's a good so point. so obviously, you know, as somebody who thought where his own character would go 30 years for the last 30 years probably george lucas putting his own thoughts in his mind of what the sequel trilogy would have been and then these Not new that. young young bloods who were weren't even born when his first star wars movie came back or handed him with a script where his character's in complete shambles yeah. so no. i get where he's coming from so i don't i don't i don't know if it's a, a complete backtrack but I think that he's just. I, I think he's just correcting the statement that it's just not what he imagined. Yeah. But he's okay with that. He's come to terms with that. So we'll um, we'll jump into this because it, it kind of piggybacks on the Last Jedi and, and this little jumping ahead a little more than what we planned. But um, you know, so Chad tells us about the comic books. There's a new Vader comic uh, that's out. There's two issues out now. Right. And the second issue. Um, which was released, was it this last week? Just Tuesday? yesterday. Just yesterday. May give recording. us, um, at the time of this recording, not at the time of posting. No, uh, last week. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> the second issue um, actually may give us a clue as to, um, you know, why Luke is kind of disengaged from everything. You know, why isn't he out fighting the First Order and, and you know, so on and so forth. So, um, and I'm going to say what it is and, and then Chad will explain it because he is our Star Wars in print guy. He reads okay. so that we don't have to. Sure. And we appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but basically, Luke took, um, we believe after reading Vader 2, that Luke may have taken... What's called, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, the Barash Vow. The Barash Vow. A vow. You want to spell that for us? B A R A S H. 
or Barash. We yeah. don't know. Potato, potato. So, Chad, yeah. uh, why don't you enlighten us as to what this is and put it into context uh, for us, if you if you will. Okay, so the Vader comics, I talked about the first one. Basically, the storyline here is him getting, Vader getting his his own lightsaber, his first red lightsaber. And we learned last time we talked that in order to get a lightsaber, he has to take it from a living Jedi. He has to take a living Jedi's lightsaber and then infuse it with his pain and agony um, in order to give it that red glow. So he was dropped off on a planet and told to find it. Well, he, in this issue, has found a floating Jedi temple out in space. Yep, there's floating Jedi temples. In outer space, because that, you know, you remember. Comics. Yeah, because you remember. So uh, this obviously is after episode three, so all the Jedi have been purged, as far as we're aware. And there are a bunch of clone troopers on this floating Jedi temple. And there's, like, robes on mannequins, and there's, you know, lightsabers everywhere. And there's, like, it starts off with a clone trooper holding a lightsaber lit, a green one, saying, Hi, look at me, I'm I'm a Jedi. Like, real dumb. Like, just... Yeah, a little cheesy. Yeah, it's like, okay. And so Vader shows up. He, he shows up at this temple. And he has his droid with him. And the droid's like, hey, we'll give the clearance codes. Because you know, no one's allowed to come to this temple. So the, the clone trooper's like, sorry, you're not allowed. No, not sorry. They're like, don't come here. We're going to blow you out of the sky. And his little droid's like, well, let's give him the clearance codes so we can land. And Vader doesn't respond. And they start, like activating their weapons and the droid's like we can just give them a clearance codes and vader says no and he just starts firing at these clone troopers which are on his side like he's he's on the side of the clone troopers at this point and the droid's like why are you doing this he says i can feel their pain um and their fear and he he's like you know it's like makes him stronger i don't know it's enjoying it he's like doomsday from batman v superman they, they attack him, oh, and he gets yeah. stronger every time from the... F- that's a bad analogy. Well, it was a, not, not a great well movie. Done. So, yeah, um, anyway. Yeah, I failed. Shouldn't have done that. Um, so, anyway. So, he goes in. He kills all these clone troopers, really for no reason. Takes his droid. They go to the, the data archives, and he's trying to find a living Jedi. And so, the Barash vow comes up, and he asks the droid to find any Jedi that have taken the Barash vow. And then explains, and I had it here, and then all of a sudden it was not allowed to read. Um, so hold. I, this is what Brian told me to do. Please hold. 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 He's doing some action. He's killing hold. some people. Hold. Okay. Hold on. Okay, so um, he says to this droid, he says, My master ordered me to take a kyber crystal from a lightsaber from a Jedi I have defeated in combat. Because of the purge, that has become difficult. I require a living Jedi. Finding a barrage taker seems to be the easiest route if one exists. Any Jedi pursuing the barrage has sworn to refrain from activities related to the Order. Complete disengagement from anything but the Force. It's a type of penance. While a barrage taker would have felt the purge, they would not have allowed themselves to respond to it or take action of any kind. So we now have a group of Jedi... How many there are, I don't know, um, but and this that, is this is right after Order sixty six. Yeah, right? this is literally so, yeah. immediately so after. When he says the purge, yeah, that's what he's talking about. Order sixty six, right? Getting rid of all the Jedi that existed, and yeah. as far as we knew, everyone but Obi Wan and Yoda. But obviously now, well, Kanan. Uh, yep. Obviously yeah. now there are more. There's Kanan. Yeah. There's this Ezra. gentleman. Lazarus well, was a. Yeah, so the we come to find out the name of this individual. 
a barrage taker. And the droid tells him that this, this particular Jedi is unique. It's even before he took the, the vow, his name is Kirak Infilla. Um, and it's been many years since he was in, you know, involved in any kind of Jedi activity at all. And then he says the records show even when he was, he did not take part in, di- in diplomacy, training, or research. Apparently, Master Infala had precisely one purpose within the Order. And then it shows Master Infala. He's an older gentleman. He has gray skin. He's human. Um, he's buff. He he's, looks like a, a buff grandpa with a white beard and a man bun. And he's hovering above the ground in an Indian-style you know, type seating with a holocron flo- floating around him. And the droid said, apparently Master Infala had precisely one purpose within the Order, to fight. And that's the end of the of the of the comic. So, if that is indeed what Luke took, yeah. So when when did this happen? When did he take this vow? Well, it would have been you would one would think it'd been when his Jedi temple was destroyed that he built, and or not that he built, but you know his students were massacred, and um, so at that point maybe he takes the vow and says. You know, I'm still gonna meditate in the force, but no and involvement use the force, in but anything Jedi. Yeah, is that why not. he says it's time for the Jedi to end? Because that's, you know, that's obviously that could be taken out of context in the trailer. That he, you know, he could say yeah, it at yeah. any point. Right. But because I'm just trying to think of the Order doesn't exist anymore, and if he reinvented the the Jedi Order with his own, you know, temple and his training. And now he's taking the vow once it was destroyed. There's no one else out there, is there? I mean, there are, I guess we don't know that for sure. But, like, why would he take the vow after there's nothing really left? I guess, I'm just, I understand why they would make that conclusion, but it just, it seems a little bit of a stretch. Well, but I think it's, again, we don't get much about the vow, other than to me it seems like I'm, you know, you're, you're just solely going to just, focus on meditating in the force is the what i picked up from that and you're not going to be into politics and into you know being the Fighting policeman the battle, of the galaxy yeah. and and getting engaging yourself in in battles so so when the first order arises you know i would assume luke's aware but he's not doing anything about it because he's taking this vow and that's what you do when you take the barrage vow, you know? You just say... Too bad, so sad. Too bad. Barraging it. I'm going to float here with my Jedi holocrons. So so we'll see. It kind of makes sense, though. A little bit. No, I don't, re- I don't know if you take a vow. Maybe just... I think it's more of just him searching and going after... You know, he always says in, the, in Return of the Jedi, I'm going to be a Jedi like my father before me, and... He wanted to create that Jedi Temple and restart the Jedi Order. And within years of him starting it, it fails again to the same pitfalls that it did a generation before him. So I think it's not so much that he's taking a vow to separate himself from everything, uh, but more of a, you know, there must be more to the Force outside of the Jedi. I like that story better, honestly. Well, I think you could do both, though. Maybe with him doing this vow and staying separate from everything else that's going on and solely meditating or concentrating on the Force, then, you know, he dives deeper into it and finds out more than anybody else has found. I think I think you could do both. So, um, yep. you know, 
You'll well, we'll find out, I guess, right? I so would, I would assume so. Um, so there you go. But for the comic's then, sake, it's it's another way to introduce other force sure, users, other Jedi, another Jedi right? that we don't know about, and create brand new characters, which. Okay, that's cool. Right, and that you need to justify, you need to start justifying new reasons why there's Jedi out there between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Besides, oh, he escaped Order sixty six like a yeah, Keenan situation. Sure. Yeah, and and to explain if this is how you get your lightsaber for Vader, explain how that happens. Right, because it's all canon now that they right. have to pretty much. They there isn't red Kyber crystals. You have right. to, you pretty much infect yeah <laughs> the Kyber crystal with the dark side of the Force. Right. So, comics um, are good. Read them. Yeah, no, they're and again they're canon. So, um, you know, you you pick up pieces of the story that you otherwise wouldn't have, you know, unless you're reading these comics. So good stuff. We likes it. Um, you know, I'm gonna throw this out here. Then we'll we'll um, we'll talk about some video game stuff. I think. Okay. Um, but uh, or anything else you guys have. <clears throat> the only other news I saw, and I'm sure there's a ton of stuff out there. Again, we're only picking things that interest us today. Um, but one would be episode nine, uh, Colin Trevorrow. I don't know if I'm saying that correct. What's his Tra- name? Trevorrow. Okay. Trevorrow. No. Asked, Try again tomorrow. Asked Ryan Johnson. It's good. That was because his name. Trevorrow. Right. Tomorrow. Trevorrow. Tomorrow. Trevorrow. Colin Farrell <laughs> asked Ryan Johnson to film something for him. Yeah, he did. So. So there's that. <laughs> well, well, we know that for some reason Ryan Johnson and I said his name right, folks. You can watch right, that. Good job. Give me a round of applause for that. He asked J.J. Abrams to a, a certain request to send R2 to Octu with her and Chewbacca rather than BB-8. I think that was. Yep. Right. Um, yeah, with Ray and. So there was a reason behind that. Obviously, we'll see how that plays out in the Last Jedi. But then Colin Trevorrow. Um, ask them to film. Said it right. I don't know if that's. Thank we don't you. know that that's. It right. is. It, it sounds. It I mean, it sounds better. If you can say the actor's name, who is playing the young Han Solo, then we'll yeah. end this discussion Fair. right now. Fair. He's. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> Brian's confused right now. Uh, so why that is the case? Maybe it's a certain location. Maybe it's a certain character. I don't know what the circumstances. We is. have what he said. He gave an. Uh, a statement to MTV's Happy Sad Confused podcast, which is on top of my list for podcasts. He probably would have gave us the statement. Yeah, I mean, with the free you tickets know. we've been getting and everything, yeah, why wouldn't he? We, you know. So he says to this podcast, he said it was just, could you shoot this one extra thing while you're in this place on this day? And he did, which is great. But, you know, it's part of the collaborative process that exists. Every Everyone is in on the communication. All of them are creators, and all of them are genuinely very sincere, wanting to do the work of their lives in order to realize this. So it makes sense. Probably at a location that he's not going to be at, and just and he wants part of that for the film. Or maybe they were there, and they're not there now. And sure. He needs to pick something else up from there. So kind of cool. Yeah, it is nice to see them all working together, doing their thing. Except Miller and Lord. They ain't working with us here. No. <laughs> They're jumping shit. Maybe they'll go back to the Flash movie. That's I guess that's what they were on. By the way, I am not a fan of the Flash's outfit for the Justice League movie. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Why? It Because it's armored? Because it looks, it looks armored? It looks stupid. It doesn't look like the Flash. And 
the man playing the Flash does not look like the Flash. I'm sorry, I said it. What? But what? What about what the about the suit? No, what about you got him? A lot of things going. Okay, here, well the I suit. Mean. It's just I don't like the black. There's like black in it. There's no black. No, there's some shades of black in it. It doesn't look right. And yeah, it's too like. It looks like he's wearing like a football uniform or something. Like too much it's armor armored. on it. I don't right. like it. it looks but you dumb. look at, again. You look at Batman. They've got him yeah. arm, armored no, up too. That's what he does. Batman. Mm-hmm. Batman looks like Batman. Even in his new suit, he's definitely more. I mean, this Batman's more well, bulky more than bulk, any other Batman still, has been. It's it, the look. I'm okay it's with mass. the mask. look. The flash sure. called Matt. Sure. I don't know if it I have dumb. to say on the record that this is my favorite Flash costume Listen, to date. Wow. If you agree with me. That the Flash's outfit looks dumb for the Justice League. Go to our Facebook page, the Star Wars Rant podcast page. Comment on this posting of our podcast episode 44 that you agree with me that the Flash's suit looks terrible. There is black in it, by the way. And yeah, there is black. And I will send you a Star Wars comic book, a Vader one, not the newest Vader one, but another Vader one. Little black. All right. Um, okay. Do you like the Flash costume from the TV series? Yes. Okay, that's where you're wrong. No, it looks great, and that's it a great TV good. series as well. Yeah, it looks just like it should look. I mean, they they look very similar. No, the black looks stupid on the on the again. Outfit. It, it is, looks more armored, it looks whereas good. the TV show looks more leather, which would make sense for his speed and movement, I guess. But and that you said the actor doesn't look good. I don't understand that. Nah, he doesn't look like what the Flash should look like. Okay, for the <laughs> record, doesn't make any sense the, at all. For the record, I am like a hundred percent for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am boycotting anything that has to do with the Justice League, Wonder oh, wow. Woman, or anything else. Why? You're crazy. I'm not crazy, yeah, guys. Crazy. Wonder Woman, great movie. The, yeah, D, the DC expanded See, universe is lame. Yeah, he looks fine. Aquaman looks fine. I'm they okay all have that. I mean they all have armor. Yeah, they all look fine. That's the no, look. They all no, look lame. But the Flash's one looks stupid. It doesn't look like the Flash. For you listeners anyway. out there, boycott the DC no. expanded Stop universe. That. These guys just don't like new things. No, I don't like the new Flash. It's not the way it was. No. Don't, right. I don't anyway, like the DC expanded universe. Don't try to change the subject cuz you're wrong. So if you agree with me, put in the comment, I will send you a Vader Comic book. Like and share if you hate the DC Expanded Universe. Yeah. All right. um, <laughs> What's happening here? So, anyway, um, that's all the news Trevorrow. we got. We will, uh, let's move on to some, uh, what Chad is known for, some uh, video game news. Okay, so Star Wars Battlefront was a game that came out a couple years ago. Um, very good game. Lots of people liked it. Multiplayer only. Had no single player. Um, story mode to it, and we're getting a new Star Wars game, Star Wars Battlefront 2, which comes out this November. And last week, is it last week? It might be close to two weeks now. Um, E3 happened, which is in LA. It's a big video game trade show, basically, and they showed some new new trailer. They showed an entire new multiplayer match uh, for Star Wars Battlefront 2. They didn't really show a lot of the single player, which I was a little bit surprised about. Um, but it's going to be uh, the lady that is playing the main character in the game, Came out and did the presentation. And then this also ties into the book side of it. There is going to be a prequel to the video game story called uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 Inferno Squad, which will tell, tell the story of this lady, um, which I can't remember her name now off the top of my head. Um, Iden Vers- Versio um, will tell the story of her and her elite squad 
um, the Inferno Squad of basically special forces stormtroopers. Um, so they're adding a story to it. They're telling a book about it, which will give you a little backstory into the characters. And she's actually also reading the audible version of the book. The main actress is doing the voice voice for that too. So the game looks good. Um, if you like, I said this about the first Star Wars game too, Battlefront. Even though it didn't have a story to it, if you're a Star Wars fan, the very first time you get in and you're on Hoth or you're right. on the Forest Moon of Endor, the music is there, the John Williams score is there, the sound effects are there. You feel like you're in a Star Wars yeah. movie. So, very, very well done. Yeah, very even though it didn't have the story, which is a big minus to it, um, it just feels like Star Wars, and you you should try it out. You can get it really cheap now. So they say in the second one though, if you're going to be able to. So there's not going to be like ships like hanging around where you climb into, right? Mm-hmm. Is it still the power ups? No, there aren't going to be power ups. The way it did it in in one, there's like little icons on the map, and you'd right. go pick up the icon, and then you could spawn into a ship, right. or you could spawn as Luke Skywalker. Now, depending on the character class that you pick, there'll be four classes. You will earn points towards getting a ship or towards becoming a hero. So you won't just you won't go get a icon right, and do it. You will perform well and then if you get enough points you can spend them in the match to become darth maul which we saw in the trailer or um ray is also in the trailer or in the match they showed so it's it's different it's a different i think i like that better than just yeah finding finding, going it's more of your own hero's journey right and not just running to this icon and being the first one there right I'm Luke Dibbs. <laughs> yeah, basically. So it's they've definitely made a lot of improvements, obviously adding the story mode, but also in the multiplayer. They fine-tuned a lot of things. They showed a, an entire match on Theed, um, you know, battle droids against the clone troopers, which was kind of cool. And, you you know, you saw Droidicas come out. You saw the, the heavy... Super battle droids. Yeah, the super battle droids, and then the regular battle droids, and then you had the clone troopers in different classes. Some of them had the rocket launchers. Some of them had the rifles. Some had snipers. So you could, it was very class-based, whereas the first one, it was just you pick a soldier and you can pick your gun, but it's everyone's the same. Yeah. This one, you play a role on the battlefield, so you know, you're know you not going to have a sniper running up in the front lines unless you just want to troll your team, which, you know, or you're just not good. Right, Brian? I was always a sniper. Then I'm not good? How do you know I was good? talking to you? Very good at Oh, wait, I was looking at you because right. we're in the same room. Um. No, cool. I'm, I'm excited. When did that come out? Uh, November 17th, I believe. Right okay. before Thanksgiving. And uh, any news on the uh, the other Star Wars game? Not a peep. They're doing uh, Amy Hennig. Yeah. Uh, who, I, well, I thought I heard... Well, go ahead. Tell us what the game is. It's... Uh, we really don't know. Um, it's it's going to be a story-driven... Nope. It doesn't have a name. It's going to be a story-driven game. She wrote all the Uncharted games, which are really popular. Nathan Drake, Uncharted games, uh, like kind of Indiana Jones type. Um, She's doing this one. It's probably not going to come out until next year either. But uh, it's set, I want to say, they did say it's set between Episode 4 and 5, if I recall. And it's, oh, I did, yeah, I did hear this. It's set between Episode 4 and 5, and it's a guy that was involved with the Empire. And he kind of got on bad terms with them, and he had to hide. And he's basically doing some smuggling. Um, and then when the Empire comes into power, um, he or when I'm sorry, when the Death Star blows up, he's like, "Oh, I can take advantage of this." And he starts running some 
smuggling things in the inner rim and, and around course on. He wasn't stuff like, like that. the last one of the last survivors of Alderaan. Yeah, he's Yo, that's right. That's what it is. He's, yep. Right. Yep. yep, you're right. Yep. So he's from Alderaan and yeah, he gets on the bad side of the Empire, start doing some smuggling and things like that. That's the rumor. None of that is confirmed or official. That's just the rumor that's coming out of there. So it sounds it's going to be a story game. So it's between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. No, it's okay. between it. Oh, it is? That could, yeah. That, okay. Um, He's got the article up there. Yeah, so... Because uh, I thought it made sense with him being the last one of Alderaan being between after, 4 and 5. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I heard was that he was a survivor of Alderaan and yeah. he kind of was just a smuggler but yeah. then he starts to see the things that the Empire's doing and... And then he, you know, finally. Did they have a name side. there? I want to say they had. His name was Dodger. Or Dodger something. It was like a nickname. It's kind of a yeah, kind of a dumb name. Yeah, but it's story driven, <laughs> and again, it's it's going to be canon. So I mean, that's that's the thing about all this. Uh, everything that Star Wars is doing now is canon. Right. And so, unless it's that Lego, there's that one Lego. Show Legos don't count. Canon. Yeah, the Freemakers. Yeah, Freemakers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't count. By the way, we had an interesting conversation. Uh, so there's been more pictures of the Snoke Lego mm -hmm. character revealed. And in the picture, his eyes are a blue with a kind of like a white, uh, uh, like white spots kind of up towards the left and, or, you know, up towards the corners of the eyes. Yeah. And uh, Chad was texting Brian and I <laughs> saying, well, you know, I, it looks like he might, you know, is he blind? Um, and then Chad was saying, well, maybe he's Kanan. But I, of course, I said, well, he can't be Kanan. Right. Um, but uh, but then I looked at a picture of Kanan just to show him that, you know, Kanan's scar is horizontal on his face from Darth Maul. Plus, Kanan's human. Right. Um, and he's not tall enough. But then when I saw Kanan's blind eyes, though, they are blue. With like these white little dots up in it, signifying basically that he's blind, and they look very similar to the same eyes that. So do we think Snoke might Snoke be blind? Has. I mean, I didn't think so at first till I saw Kanan's eyes, and they look exactly the same as Snoke's Lego character's eyes. I know it's a Lego character. Sure. And then I started to think, well, he can't be blind because why was he doing the hologram thing, talking to? Uh, uh, Kylo and Hux, but then I'm like, well, maybe that's just for their benefit to see Snoke. Doesn't mean Snoke had well, anything going on his end watching them. Just like Kanan, he can see things without. Sure, his yeah, eyes. he could use the Force to if see. This, if Snoke is that all power, you know, yeah. super powerful Force user, he probably doesn't need eyesight. So that, and obviously, he's had some damage in his life, and you see the big gash on his head. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, kind of cool. I mean, no one's really talking about it, but maybe he's blind. We are. We are. We're somebody. You heard it here first, folks. Get those free tickets. Star Wars Celebration. as a bet. Give us free tickets. Uh, okay, we don't want to beg on the show. Please. Um, and Colin then, uh, Trevorrow, if you're listening to this, I said your name right. Give me free tickets. Ron Howard? Give us an interview. So any, uh, any, uh, um, any theories you guys heard lately on, on anything with The Last Jedi? I'll tell you two that I've heard lately. Okay. Um, I'm not going to go into detail because I didn't read much detail on them, but... Headlines. One one is Snoke that this one is okay I guess but that he is actually the last Jedi, um, and they mean that by saying he was actually the I don't guess I guess this doesn't make sense now I'm saying it but <laughs> he, uh, it's not my theory it's a great rumor he's the first Jedi well that's the, the last Jedi. Jedi yeah but that basically he was the first Jedi 
to turn to the dark side. Uh-huh. And I didn't read the theory, but the, so that's a theory going around, so I'm sure that's out there. Now, here's the craziest one I've heard, is that Finn is actually um, Princess Leia's son because she had an affair with Lando. Oh, right. because, <laughs> because, because, you see, Han was away smuggling all the time, and Lando would come and console Princess Leia. And, of course, you know, one thing led to another. And then when the baby came... They pawned him off. Well, she knew that... The first order. Han, that Han would know it wasn't his for Why? obvious reasons. I don't get it. Because he doesn't look like Han. He looks like Lando. Oh, and, uh, and yeah, so they got rid of him. <laughs> That is ridiculous. That's, 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 that's awful. That's that would be a terrible saying. story. It is a terrible story. So that would stupid. make everyone hate Leia uh, and Han both. So anyways, you know, the Snoke theory, okay, but yeah, that, that Finn one is a terrible theory. I can't I mean, believe he didn't know it's, it's, it's making the rounds on the internet, though. That's pretty dumb. So uh, we should have, like, the dumbest theory of the week or something. That's a bad one. But uh, that, that would take the cake. So That's pretty bad. Anyway, um... You know anything else from you guys or? Uh... I haven't heard any dumb rumors in a while. Yeah. Um, I'm. It's obviously we're getting close. We're six months away from episode eight, and there's rumors that we're going to see the trailer at what is it? Uh, a Comic Con? Did I hear that? Because that's coming San up. San Diego Comic Con, right? Yeah, probably. It was either that or doesn't Disney have a celebration? And we have the Star Wars celebration, but isn't oh yeah, they Disney? had their D twenty three. Yeah, that's probably more likely. Um, which I'm not sure when that is. I didn't research it because I wasn't you know prepared <laughs> for this question. Um, but I I did see there's Comic Con or D twenty three. Most likely would be the Disney celebration that we would see the trailer. So I don't know when that happens, but uh, I imagine that's probably July. Um. <clears throat> So D twenty three, yeah, is July fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth. So uh, keep your ears out and eyes out for that. Keep your ears out. You will because this is a podcast, out. and we would tell you, uh, so you would hear it here, because we got the free tickets and we're going next. We're year. going. Nowhere. Thank you, Colin. Ferraro, Colin Ferraro. So that would be cool. I'm excited to see that trailer. Um, yeah, it'll give us uh, definitely give us some more to bite on, and then uh, you know, then um, you know, we're getting close to being able to do our predictions uh, mm. for the Last Jedi, which will be fun, and we'll have Dave Mann on to uh, judge us. By the way, I should mention this um, for those of you that have listened to the debates and know that Chad won. That's the, right. Uh, the debates. That's right. Um, that Chad also on the South Dakota Gamer podcast, we give you guys a lot of pub. You know what I mean for, and I feel like you should give us something for free now. Oh, but anyway, I'll give you. I'll, you we'll give this podcast you. publication. On that. Um, but anyway, Chad actually they did a uh, predictions episode for E3 on their podcast, and they had a special guest do the uh, awarding of points. Right. And Chad won that as That's well. Right. That's right, Dave. Suck it. And he, whoa, he uh, he went against two other guys, Josh Owens and Dave Mann. That's right. And he again beat Dave Mann. 
And how uh, does that make you feel? I cannot wait when he actually listens to this podcast to get the long dissertation and explanation on how he would rather lose than win the way I won yes. on our face. Dave's real good with words. Because there was learned. there was some controversy on how he won, That's <laughs> won right. the E three predictions. As there was controversy, how he reasonable won the, doubt uh, the, the debates <laughs> uh, Star Wars Ram podcast. So, but he did win. Yeah. So there you go, Chad. Hey, he's a winner. That's right. So everything's coming up, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everyone well, just hates me now. That's great. Um, Brian, you got anything to add, man? We're in your house. I'll give you the last word. May the force be with you all. All right, we're going to wrap this thing up. We appreciate you listening. Uh, be sure to check out our Facebook page, uh, Star Wars Ramp Podcast Facebook. Um, leave a comment if you agree with me that the Flash outfit sucks on Justice League, and I will send you a comic book. Um, until then... You're going to be sending out a lot of comic books. Well, no, yeah, it's the first person. It's the first person. The first so. person. So even if you don't agree, just say you agree. You get a free comic. I mean, yeah, you have to say you to agree. If you lie, I will I will hunt you down and award you a point like Liam Nielsen. Um, take just say it's from Wikipedia; he'll give you a point for it. I'll be fine. <laughs> All right, we're gonna wrap this thing up. So we appreciate you listening. Be sure to check back next week um, for another podcast. We won't be together, but we will be talking about Star Wars. Until then, have a great week.